If you like compassion, excuses, and heartwarming messages, you have clicked on the wrong link. There's a new sports voice in Toronto. The smooth-talking, roughnecking Mike Roach, where sports life and truth collide. New sports entertainment for the next generation. Something different. No bias and no BS. This is the Mike Roach Podcast. Subscribe to the Mike Roach Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And remember to follow Mike on Instagram at Mike Roach 7 The Raptors absolutely beat the hell out of the Detroit Pistons. Okay, now, the Pistons, to me, the Pistons, to me, should actually be ashamed of themselves, okay? Because it's, it's, it's been way too long since that NBA franchise has been relevant. What is going on, people? Welcome to another episode of the Mike Roach Podcast. You know I'm always glad to be back on the microphone. And by the time you hear this, the Raptors are going to be going into a tournament game against the Orlando Magic But before that, before we get into that, and then they have the Indiana Pacers on Wednesday night. Before we jump into that, we have to talk a little bit about the Toronto Raptors absolutely annihilating the Detroit Pistons 142 to 113. I mean, aside from the Raptors going out there and just crushing the Pistons, that was an abysmal performance from the Detroit Pistons who now fall to 2-12 and 12 on the season. They've lost 11 in a row. 11 in a row. I mean, damn. Damn. I mean, whoa. I- I'm telling you, man. I mean, they have some really nice pieces, too. Azor Thompson. Love him as a rookie. Like Kevin Knox. Isaiah Stewart is a nice piece. I mean, Cade Cunningham, I don't have to say anything about him. Jaden Ivey, we all like him. Marvin Bagley, Wiseman, Burks. I mean, the team has some nice young ballers there, but they might want to get some veterans in there at some point. Because what I am seeing from the Detroit Pistons is an absolute travesty. I mean, we thought they would do a little bit better than this. I mean, a little bit better. I mean, at this point, the way that it looked, you could have put the Raptors 905 out there and it would have been a game. I mean, it was was bad, but the Raptors go in to Sunday and beat down the Detroit Pistons and do what they have to do. They got to get these kind of wins. You got a sorry-looking Pistons team like that coming up against you. You better do what you have to do and handle your damn business. You better do what you got to do and handle your business. What? You're damn right. You can't be losing out here to teams like the Pistons. Especially Raptors, you're hovering around that 500 mark. These are the type of wins that you have to get. You have to get them. And OG and Gary Trent Jr., Get back into the lineup, which is always a good thing. Let's drop a bomb for for the Raptors overall, getting a big W and getting those guys back into the lineup. But OG is back, and he plays 27 minutes in this one and needs a plus 15. And then Gary Trent Jr., he goes for 26 minutes in this one 
he's a plus 20 on the night. And I'll get into some of the numbers in a little bit. But OG Ananobi is one of those guys to me who's who's becoming a, a glue guy for this team. Because I feel like everything is more in sync. Everything flows just a little bit better on both ends of the floor when he's in the lineup because he has to do so much at this point on both ends of the floor. We already know defensively he's a stud. He's guarding one through five, and he can guard everybody well. Okay, but on the offensive end now, OG Ananobi is putting in that work offensively, giving you almost 16 a game, which is, I mean, typical, right? But he makes some big shots, and he opens the floor up, right? So he gives the lanes a little bit more space from every other corner on the floor. The Raptors... Remember, they're a team that struggles offensively at times. They're trying to find that mix between the quick passes, but at the same time, you have to find the balance there with being able to take advantage of mismatches, right? So now you got to find when it's time for what, right? That balance there in between the two. Because as I mentioned, if you can find that balance and take uh, a hold of, of the mismatches, now, if somebody has to throw that double team, throw two defenders at one guy, whether it be Siakam, Barnes, OG, whatever the case may be, then you open up the floor once again for some shooting, right? So those are all the things you got to take into consideration when you're looking at how the Raptors can best utilize the pieces for offense. Mismatches, passing the ball around, which is extremely important to find good shots. And the reason I say that is because the Raptors went for a franchise record with the number of assists that they went for in this one. And I'll mention that number to you in just a second. But the branch, productive as well. That's uh, Chris Boucher. 18 minutes in this one. He was a plus 10. Jada McDaniels was in this one. (coughs) Two of four, excuse me, two of four from the field. He had four points. Precious Achua was a plus 17 in this one. Malachi Flynn was decent in this one as well. He played 21 minutes, and they were productive. Grady Dick was in this one as well, 12 minutes, one of three from the field, one of two from downtown, and he had five points. But at least you're getting something here now, right? You're getting something out of them, which is very important with what you need from this team. And as I mentioned, Tuesday night, You're going into a game, a tournament game, by the way, with the Orlando Magic. And the Raptors are already 0-1. If you go down 0-2 in the tournament when you only have four games to come out of that bracket, you're pretty much done. You're pretty much done, if you ask me. Because the best teams are either going to go 4-0 or 3-1. So if you lose two off the bat, say goodbye. Say goodbye to find yourself in Vegas, okay? So think about that as well. Now, we still don't know. I mentioned the Raptors are 6-7. and seven. We still don't know exactly what direction this team is going to be headed in. It's a deep year with teams around the league. It's a deep year, man. And the Raptors are going to be hovering around that 500 mark. Can they get it to the next level? Can they be consistent 
on both ends of the floor. This is all cliche stuff here that I'm saying. It's all cliche stuff. They don't have the luxury of having a Kevin Durant, a Steph Curry, a LeBron, and a Tenacumpo, a Joker. They, they don't. It's all by committee here. But you have a Siakam. You have a Barnes who's turning it up. You have an OG who could lock people down, could make three-point shots. You have a Pirtle. You have a Dennis Schroeder. All of these guys can play. All of them can play. You just got to put it together now. You just got to put it together. So we're all interested in still trying to find out just what direction this team is going to be going in, north or south. You could only go two different directions here. Okay? The worst place you kind of want to be in is at that 500 mark at the end of the season. Unless you can land some big hitters in free agency, which we pretty much know that we can't. At least that it's evidence. It's been that way. It's been that way. So I'm just going off of what it's been since the beginning in the inception of this team. We don't get free agents. So you got to find a way here. You got to find a way. To me, 500, that ain't it, bruh. That ain't it. Push the ball if you're the Raptors. Push the ball in transition. You got to push the ball out in transition, man, because fast break points for the Raptors in this one, 27 points, and then points in the paint. The Raptors had 70 points in the paint. Yes, you heard me correctly. I said they had 70 points in the paint. That's a lot of points in the paint, people. They shot over 50%, 53.9% from the field to be exact. 38.9% from downtown. Missed 11 free throws in this one. I mean, yikes. But still, out-rebound them by 6, 47-41. And I mentioned before, the Raptors had a big assist night. 44 assists. 44 assists in this game. It was a franchise record for assists in a game from the Toronto Raptors. Just drop a bomb for them with that stat as well, which is fantastic. That's what you want to see. But also at the same time, I don't want people going around taking too much from this win. And I don't think you will. But, I mean, you see the Raptors just absolutely annihilate the Detroit Pistons. And some people are going to be saying, like, wow, these guys are really good. No, the Detroit Pistons are just really that bad, if you ask me. Now, you do give credit to the Raptors because they went out there and got their thing done. But I am telling you, the Pistons are absolutely atrocious. Atrocious. They're going to have to figure something out because... I mean, when you got an Ivy, a Cunningham, a Thompson, yes, they're young. They're young. Clearly, we know that. But, I mean, damn. That was, I mean. Uh, Come on now, dog. Come on, man. It was bad. It was bad. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. But let's go over some notes here. Let's go over some notes here. I want to get to you 
some numbers here. I'm going to go through some of these Raptors game notes, and then I'm going to go off uh, some of these stats that I'm looking at here on ESPN. So the 142 points is the fifth time in franchise history that the Raptors have scored 140 points or more in a game. And it is a franchise record for most points scored at home. Interesting stuff. Uh, Raptors set a single game franchise record with 44 assists. I did mention that to you. The Raptors are the first team this season to record 40 assists in a game. And they became the first team since 91-92 with 44 plus assists and eight or fewer turnovers in a game. That's impressive stuff there. That's impressive. That's impressive. Now, the Raptors have now recorded 25-plus assists in nine consecutive games. They are fourth in the league in assists at 28.8 points per game. Now, that's a very good thing. That's a very good thing. And if they can continue to build on that, sharing that ball, no selfishness, no selfishness, but... If they can continue to find good shots for each other, for each other, and against good teams too, not just against these damn Washington Wizards and and Detroit Pistons, against the good teams, they'll be able to make something happen. Okay, now it was the third time this season that the Raptors shot 500 or better from the field, which is actually really tough to do. Perto leads all Raptors. And is ranked second in the league in field goal percentage. He had a season high tying three blocks in the game and uh, a team high tying fifth double double this season. And I really like the minutes from Yaka Pertle in this one. 25 minutes, shot perfect from the field, six of six, four or five from the free throw line. He had 10 rebounds, four assists, a steal. Just mentioned to you three blocks plus 21, 16 points in this one. And overall, just aside from having good hands and finishing at the basket. Defensively, I thought he was really, really good in this one. Made himself big, was active, blocking shots, altering shots, was just taking up space in there, meeting guys at the rim. He was tough. He's physical. He just brings his lunch pail and does what he has to do. I, I really like that about Jakob Pertl, and I'm hoping to see him improve his game offensively a little bit if he's going to be here for the long haul because I think he he can be a really good player, a really good player. He is now, but if he can improve on the offensive end, he'll be he'll be that much better and give a a different kind of look to the Raptors on for for on the offensive side. Uh 7 Raptors in double figures, that's big. That's big. Siakam, Barnes, Pirtle, Schroeder, Boucher, Achua, Gary Trent Jr. Now let's get into some of those numbers just a bit. Now, first of all, I did mention to you before we get into that, that OG Ananobi was back in the lineup, okay? Now, he had a laceration on his right finger. How the hell did that happen? I'm pretty sure none of us know the, the real story of how he got that laceration on his finger. And I don't think anybody's going to find out because him and the team, they're not going to be telling anyone. 
But uh, 27 minutes in this one, only 2 of 11 from the field, 1 of 6 from downtown on his return, plus 15, 9 points in this one. Pascal Siakam, Siakam, 10 of 18 from the field, 1 of 2 from downtown. 23 points in this one. He was a plus 23 on the night. Gave you seven rebounds, six assists, and a steal to go with it. And I like that he's not forcing up a bunch of three-point shots. I like when he takes them when he has them. He's utilizing that post-up game, that turnaround jump shot. I like it. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Shout out to Pascal Siakam. Drop a drop a bomb for Pascal Siakam. I like the way he's playing right now. Scotty Barnes, 7 of 11 from the field in 25 minutes. 3 of 4 from downtown. 7 rebounds, 9 assists. Scotty Barnes was a game high plus 37 on the floor in this one. Only one of two players in the East to average 20 plus points, 8 plus rebounds and 6 plus assists. Him and Joel Embiid. Recorded multiple three-pointers, field goals in in, uh, three straight games. And he's shooting a team high, almost 40% from three amongst all starters. Wow. Absolutely wow. But do you see what Scotty Barnes is capable of right now? Do you see him making that three-point shot? Aside from everything else he does, including playmake, getting rebounds, blocking shots. This is a future all-star right here, folks. That is evident. That is evident. It's going to happen. It is going to happen. Trust me on that. I talked to you about Jakob Pertl already. Dennis Schroeder, 26 minutes in this one, 8 of 15 from the field. Did not convert on a three-point shot. Went 0 of 4. He was a plus 19 with 17 points. Add seven assists and a steal. Two rebounds with that as well. But I like that he's being aggressive early on putting guys on their heels, trying to get into the center of that defense, finishing at the basket, making sure that another defender has to come over and help so that other guys can be freed up for some open jumpers, okay? And with the type of speed that Dennis Schroeder has, trust me, it is a big benefit to the Raptors if he can get off early on the offensive end, especially when getting to the basket. Okay, he ranks eight in the league right now at assists per game. And when that second defender comes over to help, even if they leave the perimeter and slide over, if it's Pirtle's man, he's doing a good job dissing that ball right off to to Jakob Pirtle. And Pirtle is finishing for the most part. So that is a a good thing. Now, Chris Boucher, 18 minutes in this one, five of seven from the field, three of four from downtown. Good sign, six rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block, Plus 10, 14 points. He did a lot. He did a lot. That's always a good thing. Precious Achua is another name that I like. Healthy now. Well, healthier than at the beginning of the season. But 5 of 10 from the field. 2 of 4 from 3. Plus 17. Gave you 5 assists. Circle that number. Circle that number for Precious Achua. 5 assists, 6 rebounds, 12 points. He's a guy you're going to lead in the lineup. He could do some things for you defensively as well. Malachi Flynn, 21 minutes in this one, 3 of 5 from the field, 1 of 2 from downtown. And Gary Trent Jr., he comes back in the lineup, gives you 18 right off the bat, 2 of 7 from downtown, 6 of 12 from the field, 4 of 4 from the free throw line, gives you 3 assists 
stretches it out for you, okay? Stretches it out. The other team, whoever it is, the opponent, they always have to talk about Gary Trent Jr. being a threat from outside, which opens up those passing lanes for guys like, sorry, not the passing lanes, but opens up the lanes for guys like a Schroeder, a Siakam, a Barnes to get to that basket, right, without the middle being all clogged up. So they're doing some good things out here, man. It's good to have these guys back in the lineup. Grady Dick, I haven't seen much from him yet. Although, I mean, I understand he's still trying to find his rhythm, find out what he's really good at aside from just being able to shoot the ball. He hasn't made a lot of shots thus far in his career. It's only been, what, 13 games? I mean, he's going to calm down a little bit. And when he does, I like his movement. I've mentioned this before. His movement is good on the court. He doesn't just stand by and be a pedestrian. That's definitely what you do not want to see. He's not going crazy in the scoring columns, but he's doing things out there. He's not just standing around. So I like to see that from Grady Dick as well. Uh, so, folks, how long has it been? Just over 20 minutes now? Okay. So before I wrap up and get up out of here, the Raptors got off to a better start. We need to see that going forward. They have to get off to a better start. You can't be down 15, 20 points in the third quarter and then having to claw your way back. That's just, that's not a good thing to happen, okay? Bunch of guys in double figures, which I told you, a huge game from Pirtle. Uh Raptors shoot over 50%, the fourth in the league in assists. Remember that. Now, these games that are coming up, these games that are coming up, the Orlando Magic and the Indiana Pacers, tournament game. They want to get this one if they think they want, if... If they're going to have a chance, if they're going to have a chance, you got to get this one against Orlando. Now, Franz Wagner, Suggs, Ingles is there, Houston, Wendell Carter Jr., Banchero, or Bancaro, Cole Anthony. They got some, Jonathan Isaacs is back. Like, they got some players, man. They got some players. They're eight and five right now. The first in the Southeast Division. They're doing something better this season. I'll tell you that much. And then after that, second night of a back-to-back, you go up against the Indiana Pacers. They're seven and five, second in the Central Division. You're going up against a Bruce Brown, a Tyrese Halliburton, a Buddy Hield, Benedict Matherin. They got some ballers. T.J. McConnell. They got some ballers. Miles Turner. Can the Raptors get that win? I don't know. Like, to me, if, if you're the Raptors and you're looking at an Indiana Pacers right now, you're probably looking at a team where you're evenly matched. But it doesn't get any easier after that. I mean, you're looking at Bulls, Cavs, Nets after that. So you're, these are some tough East games for the Raptors here. It's a big five games coming up. You got to try to go at least three and two. You want to go over 500 in this. So, folks, pay attention. These next few games coming up, it's going to be a good time to evaluate the Raptors watching these teams. They're evenly matched against these teams. Now, if you're going up against a Milwaukee and everybody's healthy or a Boston or a Denver, those teams are just upper echelon, right? 
There's levels. I've mentioned that. There's levels in this. And those teams are on another level. But against these teams that are on your level, let's see how you're going to play against them. That's what we want to see. Now, before I get up out of here, man, few headlines, few headlines. The Grizzlies are 3-10. and 10. I mean, damn. 3-10. Zach Levine possibly on the move. LeBron is still going in. This tournament has been awesome, by the way, if you ask me. And things have been getting a little chippy because certain teams think other teams are being disrespectful because they have their starters in late and they're running the score up. But the score matters in this. If it comes down to a situation where you're going to have some point differential, your points are going to have to be up there. So that makes the games a little chippy sometimes at the end too. Those are just a few headlines. And I know I talk a lot of Raptors, but there are some podcasts where I just go straight in to NBA talk with other things and other teams around the NBA. So folks, at Micros7 on IG, at Micros23 on Twitter, make sure you follow, like, subscribe, share, and rate everything the Micros podcast. I'm on Apple, I'm on Spotify, I'm on Google, and I will be back again soon, and I'm out. You've been listening to the Mike Roach Podcast, where storytelling, sports, and keeping it real are the only ways to live by. We hope you've gotten some valuable and practical information from the show. Link up with us on Instagram at Mike Roach 7, where you can view images of the content on this program. We're on Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a wonderful day, and thank you for listening. Until next week.